when you're a mom to a really small child, your world shrinks dramatically, and certain things, like potty training, become life or death experiences. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Rachel and I are going to be co-reviewing a book today. It's I'll Show Myself Out by Jesse Klein. And I feel like I have to start this out with, I don't know. Disclaimer? Yes, a little bit of a disclaimer, (laughs) because... um, Rachel and I really, in general, don't have a lot of overlap in what we read. Not mm-hmm. at all. And she told me at one point that her to-read list was pretty short, was empty. And I was like, well, I have a couple that I've been eyeing that I'm kind of interested in, but I don't know much about them apart from Lisa said they're amazing, mm-hmm. which Lisa has pretty good taste. Interestingly, after I read I'll Show Myself Out like two or three months after Rachel because I'm slow and terrible. But anyway, (laughs) after I read it, it's probably not one I would have recommended to you because of the spicy language in there. Oh, no, no. The language was fine. And it was all part of her voice as an author so i thought it fit okay to me when language gets out of control it's like okay you didn't need to use that in that sometimes it gets gratuitous right (laughs) but when it's part of the story yeah no i thought it worked well in there and it fit is one of our humor yes yes and it is a memoir on midlife and motherhood and we thought it would be kind of fun to co-review because rachel and i are at different points of our Stages of motherhood. I've mm-hmm. got an elementary school age kid, and her kids have mostly flown yes. the coop. My baby is 18, so oh, mine gosh. are all older, and um, I am much closer to midlife than Leslie as well. <laughs> Although we're both pretty much there. So. <laughs> Luckily, midlife will last for a while. That's so. right. Yes. That's right. So, so tell us about it, yeah. In this, she basically chronicles her motherhood journey with her son, Asher. She had her son at the age of 40. Yes. So she was sort of later to the motherhood spectrum than maybe Mm -hmm. some people are. So that's kind of why she combines the motherhood and midlife because she was dealing with both at the same time. And she compares it to the hero's journey. I did see some of the negative reviews of this book where people were talking about how she almost catastrophized, like, you know, how small, like, living as a mom is. It it Mm -hmm. almost sounded privileged is what people were saying. But I felt like it fit. Because when you're a mom to a really small child, your world shrinks dramatically. And certain things, like potty training, become life or death experiences. They really do. And so I thought it fit really well as well. I loved her um, connection to the hero story. It made me laugh. It sort of made motherhood different because for me, when I was going through motherhood, especially when my kids were little, I was very, very young myself. Um, And so I had no clue what was going on. I didn't even know enough to know that I didn't know stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And so looking at it from the other side now that they're grown up and I'm much older um, and hearing it be the hero's quest and all that stuff, I was like, oh, my God, that totally fits. That's exactly (laughs) how it felt in that moment. And I feel like more moms need to hear that and really internalize that and that we as moms need to wrap our arms around each other and be like, hey, you got this. It's going to be okay. Here's how it's going to look on the other side. You know, we need to do a little bit of a better job than that. Instead of sort of the the judgmental mommies that we can be like, yes. I'm such a better mom the than you because, right? Mommy. <laughs> yes. So I really liked that that part of it. Yeah, me too. I found it extremely affirming. And 
for me, now that I'm out of that stage, my kid is mostly self-sufficient. You know, he reached that milestone of he can buckle himself into his booster seat, which is amazing. Uh, It was interesting to reflect back on that time when he was smaller. It felt really recent for me. But one thing I really appreciated was she had a way of putting some of these universal experiences into words that I would not have thought of. Yes. And in her wit and her the way she explains things and her storytelling, how she just goes down these crazy rabbit holes. And you're like, wait, what was this story about again? And she'll wrap it back up in the end of each of the little memoirs. But just the way she kind of creates the story really draws you in and reminds you of what that experience was and makes it funny right tragedy plus time is comedy so in the moment if you're if you're living this with a young child right now it might not be a good fit yeah but once you get past that and you look back at it you're like oh i remember that good times you know i have several mom friends that i thought about recommending this to but because they have small children and are living this in the moment it would just feel like you know a lot of times you read to escape it would feel like you're reading too much of what's going on currently so yeah. Although it does end well, right? Oh, like yeah. you kind of get to the other side of it and you're like, oh, yes, I will survive this. Yay. <laughs> what are some moments that really stood out to you in her journey? I have one that I have to read. It's true. Because, you post it. Yes. Her, her writing is just so good. And this was one of the parts where I just burst out laughing when I was reading it myself. Of all the childhood behaviors that trigger me, whining, procrastinating, tantruming, Asher's refusal to eat is the one that makes me most want to tantrum myself. It feels like the ultimate betrayal. I grew you in my body. I birthed you. I gave you life. How dare you now refuse this most basic of staying alive activities? If you do not eat, you will die. But also, if you keep not eating, I might strangle you. There's really no winning. Yes. Her stories are so good. And you you can feel in that moment because it's like, this is why animals eat their young in the wild. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's those moments <laughs> in motherhood and you can feel like I, you feel guilty almost like I should adore this thing and I do adore this thing. But at the same time, I want to choke this thing out because it's just killing me. <laughs> I don't like them, but I love them. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think more moms need to hear that. Because we need to get rid of the mommy guilt. Yes. If you were trapped in the house with any human for 24 hours, at some point, it would be totally normal to be like, could we just have a second? Except you can't because they need you. Because they just will refuse to eat and they'll die. (laughs) Right? I know. It's true. She has also a very similar level of neuroticism to what I have. So I found that part really relatable. I don't know about you, Rachel. Again, I was a really young mom when my kids were were little at that stage. And so I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, And so sometimes I would read some of her stories and I would be like, lady, you need to calm down. Right. Because she would be so she'd go so far down the rabbit hole of this anxiety type of thing. And I was like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be fine. But again, I'm reflecting back on it from years later. and, And so sometimes I thought she was a little over the top. But then, you know, everybody's story is different their journey is different and how they respond to it's different i had mentally blocked how big of a deal public restrooms are when you are potty training a kid (sighs) and how kids find different things to be extremely afraid of in my case it was the hand dryers damien called them blowers and he could not stand to hear them go off so i usually would try to get him through washing his hands as quickly as possible and then usher him out before anybody else could activate the hand dryer because Mm -hmm. he would throw a fit and i can remember just being like 
please don't touch anything. Nothing. Because they always want to touch and poke and, hey, what's mm-hmm. this? And they can't ever look with their eyes. They have to look with their hands and then their hands go in their mouth. And you're just like, I don't even know what is living in this bathroom. <laughs> just don't touch anything ever. Right? Yep. <laughs> and so one of the passages that she covers is... Asher's particular quirk was that he did not want to use a public potty at all. He would just flat out refuse. Don't blame him. They're gross. But one day she just decided that they needed to get past this and they were just going to power through it. So she took him to a Starbucks, locked them in the restroom, basically, and then refused to let him out. And he was full on like crying on the floor at one point. It was ugly, but it was a moment like that that I think everybody has a few of those when they're rearing a small child. (laughs) Yes, especially when it's your first one. I mean, once you've done that once and then you have the second one, then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I can do it a little bit different or I've learned something since then. But yeah, especially with the first one, you're just like, I'm just going to try anything at this point. See what happens. Did you find were there parts that really particularly spoke to you? The story that I remember the most is the Halloween costume. I was telling Leslie about this one because I was like, I could see you and Damien being this way. And it was just like they tried so hard to create this Halloween costume for him, for Asher, and he just wasn't having it. And and she kept hoping and hope springs eternal. And then he'd be like, yes, I'll try it. And then she'd be like, yay, try not to make too big of a deal out of it. And mm-hmm. then he'd totally fall apart. And it was this jacked up homemade thing. Not that Leslie would ever do that. She's way more put together than that. But I <laughs> no, just could see that moment where she's like, are we going to do this? Are we not? And looking at each other, and it was really funny. That was one of the main ones that stood out to me. And the other story that she had about who she would pick out to be her wife. Oh, if yes, she ever that decided. chapter's amazing. I could not stop laughing. I was like, she's put some serious thought into who her wife would be should she ever choose one. I was like, okay. Sometimes you just have extra time, and you're just like, wow, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was a good book. I definitely would recommend it to anybody who's gone through motherhood and has passed those uh, early mm-hmm. toddler years uh, because it will make you smile. And it'll. I think it will make you remember fondly, even in that moment when it was felt so hard. And you're like, yeah, I did that. I'm part of that group of people that have overcome this hurdle and this hero's quest and and I went on this journey and yeah it was entertaining and fun and Leslie's right it's not something I would have picked up on my own but I'm definitely glad I read it because it was it was entertaining and she's good about listing the good the bad and the ugly I can't remember what she was calling the extra padding and stuff you have to do immediately after yeah. getting birth. Oh, sandwich. It was something sandwich. Yes. But now was I can't remember. Underwear sandwich. Yes. It was the underwear, underwear sandwich. <laughs> after you give birth and have to wear for a minute. Yeah. Oh, man, I was laughing so hard at that one, too. And I think in like what she is also trying to do is talk people through some of those experiences that we don't really talk about and sometimes feel, people feel woefully underprepared for Absolutely. Um, It used to be, you know, 100 years ago, we all were this sort of village mentality where people would share this information with Mm -hmm. each other. Women would share this information with each other. And we've just become so separated that we don't really do that anymore in a a real way that makes it okay and normal. Like, this is what's going to happen. Prepare yourself. We just don't do that anymore. Yes, we have books and all that sort of stuff, but it's not like someone who's gone through through it coming alongside you and and having that conversation. So, yeah, I thought it was hysterical. And she was just could not praise the nurses that came and helped her enough because they were just so good about being calm and this is what's going to happen and this is what's to expect and here's how you're going to do this. And and I think that's so important to have that in your life. 
whether it's a nurse, whether it's a mom, whether it's an aunt, whatever that looks like, a sister, whatever. Because as natural as we all talk about childbirth being, it certainly does not feel very natural or normal in the moment. <laughs> At all. And every one of them is different, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't, there's really no frame of reference. You, It's like how people say, well, how do I know if I'm in love? Well, you just know. It's that sort of thing. Well, how do I deal with child with, well, you just do, <laughs> right? You just get through it one way or another. <laughs> With what you were saying about like the lack of connection, I think a lot of it is just all that stuff is online. It feels very removed from your day-to-day life as opposed to someone just talking to you because it feels very much like organic to have those conversations with someone in person. And you might get to a topic that you wouldn't think to ask on a message board or something. And it feels less dangerous because if you're online and you're asking a question, everyone's like, you should know that already. Right. Why don't you know that? Then you get the judgment part of it. Yes. Yeah. Whereas face to face, the likelihood that someone's going to be like, ooh, that's a bad idea is, is pretty low, it feels like. And it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of those support groups around. Yeah. Not the in-person ones yeah. that you would feel comfortable with. Agree. Yeah. We definitely need more of that. Like a hangout. Yeah. Yeah. Even as she was describing, she has an entire chapter about how she started losing her hair once yeah. she hit a certain age and how mm-hmm. traumatic that is and about how people don't really talk about women losing their hair in midlife. And she would talk about the tumbleweeds that she would notice and then realize that that was her hair that was floating around in the office. And so, her feet. She had a whole chapter on my feet are just going to be ugly forever because yes, they just yeah. fall apart and they have rough heels and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, I love it. It was funny. It felt very affirming. And it was mm-hmm. nice to kind of feel seen on a different level. I think, especially when you work in a professional environment, you do have to kind of separate yourself a little bit from that other facet of your life. So it was nice to just feel, I don't know, this positivity toward, yeah, I've been there. I'm I'm here with you now in the trenches kind of thing. Right. We survived this. We've got this. We're moving on. Yeah. It was very affirming and funny at the same time. Yes. Does she combine that information? Like, is she talking about being a mother alongside those stories of her, like, with her ugly feet and losing hair and things like that. Yeah, so the way it's written, it's sort of these little short stories okay. all throughout. So each one kind of has a topic, mm-hmm. and then she'll kind of move on to the next one. So most of it, the, the topics were somewhat separated. Like she would be either talking yeah. about the motherhood aspect of it or the midlife aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, but they both sort of just flowed together. Like yeah. you would have one and then the other and then two of the one and three of the other. So they were kind of interwoven in there. This was also the first book I read that... I could tell was heavily influenced by COVID. Like she, some of the things that she mentioned and some of those looking for glimmers of hope kind of chapters, you really could tell that it was written during peak COVID. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Which is, I'm sure we're going to see more books like that coming out, but this was sort of my first interaction with that as well. Well, I'm glad that it it seems to have left both of you in a positive mood. That feels good. It feels like it very easily could have just been you you read it and you're like, it's like I just went back in time, but not in a good way. (laughs) No, I had several times where I legitimately started cracking up yes like laughing out loud giggling like i would be sitting on the couch reading and i would be giggling and my husband was like what are you laughing at i'm like no i can't even you wouldn't you wouldn't understand (laughs) my partner was like i wish i could make you laugh like that i'm like no it's it's fine this is just great it's it's hitting a need i didn't know i had right (laughs) it really really did so your recommendations thus far mothers but also maybe not if you're in the middle of the toddler no i wouldn't give this to somebody with a baby or a toddler it just feels cruel yeah 
Definitely children over five for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. probably over eight because you got to have a few years in there where you deal with the grief of yeah. it. No, I'm just kidding. Where you, where you can <laughs> rebuild yourself. That's yeah, right. Honestly, it did impact me a little bit because I do once in a while I'll be sorting laundry and I'll find one of those random baby socks and it hits you hard in the feels when you realize how much your kid has grown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had a weird So my baby turned 18 this year and I was like, holy cow, I am a mother of adult children all adult children it was just a weird moment for me i don't feel old enough to be a mother of all adult children but apparently i am (laughs) so it did kind of bring those interesting nostalgic pains a little bit but Mm. not enough to make me want to go have another (laughs) (laughs) yep i'm good (laughs) well i think that might be it for us i think so well thank you for joining me in this reading escapade rachel it was fun and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations Bye. bye